Recording from Title One Studio in Sandy, Utah, you're listening to Deer Housing Guru. Hello, I'm the Silver Dollar Man. And I'm Sandy Scholl. In this series, we provide you with all the information, advice, and tips you need for any real estate venture. Each episode will feature questions asked by our listeners and answered by knowledgeable real estate professionals. So thanks for tuning in and be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform so that you don't have FOMO. Should you wait out the market or seize the moment and buy now? That's the burning question on many Utahns' mind. Get ready, folks, because Sandy, who's our guest? A real estate powerhouse, Nancy Bloom, with Coldwell Banker. With over 23 years of experience, her negotiation skills are second to none. So let's use all that knowledge and explore a question from one of our listeners, George. Now, George writes this. (laughs) Dear housing guru, it's George Costanza here, and I'm disturbed, I'm depressed, I'm inadequate, I've got it all. I've been keeping a close eye on those darn house prices, and I had this brilliant plan to wait and score a killer deal. But guess what? They're going up instead. I'm always missing out on the sweetest deal. So, what gives? Why are prices going up? I was hoping for the opposite. Help a guy out, please. So, Nancy, what would you say to George? I would tell George... That he should buy now (laughs) because he's crazy if he thinks that prices are going to go down. As a matter of fact, they did go down a tiny, tiny little bit. But now they're going back up again and we have multiple offers happening again. And mostly the reason is because we have no inventory and that's not going to change anytime soon. So how has the way people bought housing houses changed? So things have really shifted over the years with how people buy houses. You know, it used to be you went out and you looked at a half a dozen or eight or 10 houses and you pick the one you like and and then you make an offer and you negotiate and then you buy a house. But that just doesn't work anymore because you go out and find a house and there's likely going to be three or four other people that like that house as well. So you've got to make your highest and best offer, compete against other offers. And we had a few months where that wasn't really happening because everybody was taking just a breath because everything was happening over the last year. But now we're coming back into seeing that again. A recent stat I saw was across the nation, three and a half percent. Houses are now getting 3.5 offers per house that goes on the market. So we're going back to where it was before. So what do you do as a buyer now to help yourself? Because the prices are going up and a lot of people can't afford it. So a lot of people are now buying houses with a friend or there you've got multi-generational houses where a family is going together to buy a house that everybody can afford or you're getting your inheritance early from your parents please mom and dad can you give me some money now because that's the only way they're going to get into a house so you know young people are really suffering with all of that but i think that 
everyone's trying to do whatever they can do to to get the inventory up. Building is starting to to go up a little bit, but they really feel like it's going to be 10 years before we catch up with this inventory. If we catch up. If we ever catch up. <laughs> why is real estate such an appealing choice and why do so many people want to use it as part of their portfolio? Mostly because, except for a few blips over the last 60, 70 years, if you look back and look at all of the stats, housing has always gone up in value, always. Like average is around 4 to 5% every single year. Now, yes, you can find these little spots like 2008 where things went down. But as long as you're in it for the long term, you have a really good investment. It's most people's biggest investment most of it most of the country doesn't invest in stocks and bonds and all of that their house is their investment and you've got to pay rent anyways so you might as well be paying yourself and over the last five years or so we've seen 50 percent increase in prices it's just crazy so why wouldn't you want to so and that's why you said to george buy now yes 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 Okay, so you said you referred back to the real estate crisis of 2008. What are the differences in the current housing market landscape and the measures, like what measures were put into place so that didn't happen again? So 2008 and, you know, it started around 2007 and going into 2008. And I was heavy into real estate then. I've been doing this 23 years, so I saw it. You've seen it all. I've seen it all. <laughs> and what happened was we had an awful lot of we had an awful lot of homes on the market. There was a lot of inventory compared to the amount of buyers that we had. So you have over amount of inventory, prices are pretty good for people, and you put that together with the fact that the lending standards were anybody who could fog up a mirror could buy a house. All you had to do was go in and say well, I make this amount of money. They didn't even verify a lot of stuff. If you had a good credit score, you could buy anything. And so we have all these people that bought all these houses thinking they were going to make tons of money on it. And when everything started collapsing, it was mostly the mortgage. The whole mortgage industry was just needed to be revamped. So we had this big, time where everybody started losing homes they couldn't afford to to make the payments on them we had a lot of foreclosures we had a lot of short sales and when that happens you get a big drop in prices and so you know a lot of people were were just losing their shirts i did lots of short sales and foreclosures during that time and so i saw some really sad situations where people would go in and and just walk they take everything out of the house that wasn't tied down and, and just walk away from it and move on. So today's world, completely different, completely different. It's much harder to get a mortgage. You cannot just go in and say, hey, I make this amount of money. I make a million dollars right. as a right cashier at McDonald's. Thank it you. is hard. <laughs> it is hard yeah. to get a mortgage these days. Yeah. I tell my clients, I said, you better put on your like, you know, suit of armor because you're going to get asked every question under the sun. They're going to ask you to bring in, you know, everything. Of everything. And 
I refinanced my house a few years ago to get the good 3%. Yeah, sure. I was almost in tears. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm like, I do this every day. How do people go through this, you know? So it is so much harder to get a mortgage, number one. Number two, our inventory way, 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 way down. Yeah. So when you put that all together, we aren't going to have another housing crash. You know, none of us have a crystal ball, but, but it won't be the same at least. It's yeah, certainly not going to be the same. Okay. So yeah, I believe wholeheartedly that we are not going to have a downturn. So how did you get in the, what, what's your personal journey here? And what uh, lessons did you learn in, in your personal life here? <laughs> so is that a good story? Or it what? is a great story. <laughs> so I ended up going to college to be an RN. I have a nursing degree. I was in the newborn ICU for many years. And when I left California, where most of my nursing career was, although I grew up here in Salt Lake City, I had just gone down there. Um, I came back here to Salt Lake and my marriage had fallen apart. I have two little kids and I'm thinking nursing, 12 hour night shifts at the hospital. Oh, yeah. What am I going to do to take care of my kids? And we had just I had gone through the process of trying to buy a house through all of this crazy, and I had met the agent, and I thought to myself, wait a minute, I can do that, you know, and I could make my own hours, I could be home for my kids, I could do all this stuff, so I got my real estate license, and it was do or die, it was you either make this work or you're back to the, the hospital, so six months it took me for my first deal so, to close, yeah, uh -huh. and it was, I never looked back. Good. I, it was, I worked every day. I, I did open houses. I did door knocking. I did, you name it. I did it to, to, to provide for my children. Have you been a cool banker the whole time? I have not. I've yeah. jumped around a little bit. I don't like jumping around. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but you have to try but you, you, a little you bit. You do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah, sure. it just is, you know. It's a better thing to do. Yeah. Some but I love Coldwell Banker. Yeah. I, I This is where I will die. <laughs> <laughs> I will be an agent until I'm 102. So talk to me anytime. I'll still be there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so you're obviously a real estate expert since you've been here for 23 years and you have the do or die mentality, which is probably still 23 years later, still have that, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Um, so how does Utah's real estate market compare to the rest of the nations? You know, Utah has for quite some time been a great state in in real estate in our market mostly because we are such a business friendly state and the 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 politics and the people in utah create a great environment for businesses and when you have businesses that means you retain people we have an excellent workforce we're very well educated here and so you have good people who want to stay we, of course, have a reputation for having big families. They want to stay. So you've got all of this that creates this environment for Utah being a great state for a housing market. We're growing, growing, growing. And all indications are that it, over the next 30 years, they think that the Wasatch Front from 
Ogden to, you know, Santaquin is yeah. going to double in, in the amount of people here. And that's from both growing from within and bringing people in from out of state. We have a wonderful place with mountains and skiing and hiking and biking and water sports. It's, it's just a wonderful place to be. And super fam- uh, family oriented. Yes, absolutely. Super family. Coming absolutely. from the East Coast, I was shocked at all of the parks, the trails. The yes, I mean it was just like wow. Yeah, I was just at a wasn't found back east. A Colo Banker event that they had yesterday at Murray Park, and oh my gosh, I haven't been to Murray Park since I was young, mm-hmm. and I was walking around there going, "This is the nicest park I've seen in a long time." Yeah. They have ice skating and a pool and yeah, splash pad. It was just wow. so yeah. wonderful, and that. I mean, and it's a big. Yes. It is not like all shoved into a tiny yes. area. And you Sandy don't feel like all that. of that stuff is right there, but it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and Sandy has wonderful. I don't know a city in this valley that isn't just got wonderful little pockets of beautiful areas to take yeah. your family to. It, it's a great state, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree. And coming here, I, everything about here, the way they run things, everything, I've been super impressed. Yeah. I, in fact, I've been so impressed. I, I come home and tell my wife, boy, this place is run right. No wonder everybody wants to come to Utah. <laughs> yes. You know? yeah. Well, if another reason. True. Yeah. Now, so let's talk about, you know, we talked a little bit about that housing crisis in 2008. And that's usually where everybody goes back to. Yeah. And I know there were some because things look, that, that's the nearest. Yeah. Near, it's kind crisis, of like, financially yeah, right, crisis-y thing. So what's <laughs> changed to make sure that doesn't happen again? So the mortgage industry has completely changed itself. And the, the Fed has made all kinds of regulations so that that doesn't happen. And you also have this inventory issue, which during that whole downturn in 2008, everybody stopped building houses. Well, that put us way behind. And then, you know, you've got all these little pockets of things that happened, COVID, and everything stopped during COVID. So that just put us farther behind and now you have a you have a labor shortage people have stopped having babies we're at an almost z almost zero it's because they spent too much time during covid with their families yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) being stuck in one house for months kidding (laughs) no but the world is changing it is and a lot of people are choosing to have one or two yeah yeah and later and yeah. much, later much later in life, and especially in educated societies like we have here, people just are thinking that it's better to go to college and get your career going. And then sometimes they decide, no, nah, I don't think I'll have any. Yeah, it's not and such so you, a, yeah. you have to have a family. Right. Now you so can you, do whatever you want. You just don't have the labor force that we used to have. Yeah. So, you know, with lower labor force means it's harder to build all the houses that they need to have to accommodate and there's just all these different reasons that have stacked up there was a lumber shortage during covid COVID, yeah that slowed everything down Mm -hmm. so what do you love about what do you most love about being a real estate agent oh the people i just love people i love to be around new people i absolutely it just makes my day to see people smile to be able to you know Buying a house is a really stressful thing. But if we can make it a little funner and laugh 
and I can calm people down so that it's less stressful by taking care of all the, the little details that they don't understand. I am behind the scenes working on their behalf all the time. But when I'm with my clients, I want it to be low stress, let's laugh a little, have a good time, and get it done, but get it done the right way. I take really good care of my clients. And it's just the way I am. I like people, and most of my clients become very good friends. Well, you can tell because I've only known you for 10 minutes. And I've <laughs> enjoyed every friends. minute. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed <laughs> pre-podcast and now. I've enjoyed every minute of talking to you. You just seem like such a wonderful person. Well, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not perfect, but... <laughs> Nobody is. Nobody and it's the is. imperfections that make you human. <laughs> I'll own up to every single one of them. <laughs> You know, that the one thing that, that I would just like to state is that this, this career of mine and all real estate agents is a career of people and communication. And I just would like people to understand that if you don't bond well with your agent, if you don't get good communication with your agent, they should be there for you. And you should enjoy them and trust them. Then you need to move on to somebody else. You know, just because they're Uncle Joe or whatever, yeah. uh -huh. you need to have somebody who's going to take care of you. And I like to take care of my clients, so you can call me. But yeah, there's a lot of good agents out there, but there's bad ones who give us a bad. Well, you know, it's interesting to me. You're in the top four percent, nation. Not to brag, nationwide. But to brag, we'll brag for Not you. Not to brag, we'll brag for you. <laughs> Top 4% in the nation, that's quite a statement. I a And why? Well, so... I know you must work hard, but I you do. Know, there's more than that. It's, it's just how I think that you take care of your clients. I really do. So I am what's called a certified residential specialist, where it's... CRS is the designation. And CRS agents, you need to be in the business for a while. You need extra education. You need to keep up that education. You have to have a good background of taking care of people. And other CRS agents in the country know that if they need to refer somebody to you, they will call another CRS agent because they know but they'll that be taken we care are of. in that top 4%. And we're up there because this is our career. It's not just, oh, I think I'll try real estate. You know, when I take something on, I in just enmesh myself into it 100%. And... I take my fiduciary duty to my clients very seriously. So I think that the reason that, that I'm up there is because I do all of the extra stuff. And you end up with clients who appreciate that. They might not know all the work that you've done to get there, but I think that it's in their best interest. And that's what my job is. That's as good as an answer I've ever heard. Seriously. And I think most people, that when they look for a real estate agent, they're really not quite sure what to look for because they don't... There's some. It's hard to separate sometimes, I think, a good agent from a bad bad agent. But a designation like that can give you at least a heads up. 
Yes. Of, of who you're dealing with. Yes. And I've been a CRS agent since I was, I think it was 2006 when I right. finally got my CSR. CRS. And now I'm on a committee that does all kinds of stuff here in in the area with other CRS agents. So it's it's a wonderful group of people. Nice. All professionals. So we can wrap up. Unless there was some random thing that you were like, everybody needs to know this. No. I feel like buy a house now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're gonna tell George. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So as we're wrapping up, a huge shout out to Nancy for showing us that George's waited out strategy might just might not be the best idea. Yes, right? that's right. Well, knowledge is the ultimate power in the real estate game. So don't get left behind. Reach out to Nancy. Thank you. And let her expert guidance be your secret weapon. Because it will be. Just a reminder to all you listeners, you get to choose your title company. And remember, there's a reason why there's a one in our title. Thank you.